Hey, Zach, my boss said to me, you're the worst train driver ever. How many trains have you derailed this year? So I said, I'm not sure. It's hard to keep track. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Are you the one doing all these? It might be me. You freaking rascal. <laughs> oh. It's just some sort of... It's a conspiracy. Sort of corporate sabotage. You know me. I'm uh I'm the the hired man. They bring me in to derail the trains. There's been there's been I feel like there's been way more than like ever because I'm seeing on Twitter like all the time. It's like here's another train derailment. Yeah. There's one tweet um it was like we don't even need to use calendars anymore. We can mark time passing by train derailments. <laughs> It is getting crazy. I feel like you said, it's like I, I pretty much just get like the news from my phone. It has like a news section. And I feel like, like you said, every day it just, there is one on there. I'm like, holy cow. And I don't know if it's just because this East Palestine one has gotten so much publicity or what it is that now that is like the new thing to report on, you know, or if they've yeah. just been happening all this time. Well, I mean, it's crazy if they actually have been happening. It's crazy that they're happening as much as I'm seeing now mm-hmm. because it's it's a railroad. It's like, how can you fuck that up so bad? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, welcome back to Poison for Profit. <laughs> My name is Zach. I'm Nick, and we're going to have another microsode for you guys today. If you couldn't guess, we're talking about East Palestine yet again. Quick little update um, and just some interesting facts about what is going on out there in Ohio. Uh, So let's get right into it. This is an article from CNN Health. Uh, The CDC team studying the health impacts of the Ohio train derailment have fallen ill during their investigation. Uh, So pretty crazy headline obviously (laughs) the team that's there to study the health effects have in fact fallen ill which to me reading that i was like ah like everyone has already been telling the cdc and the epa about how this train derailment is causing them all these health effects and now the team there to study them are also experiencing these same health effects I don't know. That really shocked me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, how long have they been there? Uh, yes. Here? It does say, I believe they started the study. I want to say it was early March. They started the study and they were there until the 16th of March. Which is like less than half the time that like since it happened, right? Right. Happened February 3rd. Exactly. So that's, I mean, they, the day that they were falling ill was um, the 6th of March. So, and then they were instructed to work from their hotel the next day on the 7th. Hmm. So a month later, they're still getting these symptoms that the residents of East Palestine were complaining about. Um, The, you know, sore throats, headaches, coughing, nausea. It's the exact same symptoms that they were falling ill to Uh complaining about and expressing their concern rightly so 
to the EPA and all these other regulatory organizations. CDC, yeah. The fact is that these organizations are still standing on those platforms that it is safe, that it is not due to the spill, uh, that the air tests are coming back, that there is nothing in the air causing these symptoms. Then, I mean, what is it? Is East Palestine just like this cursed place? Or is it more likely this train derailment that carried millions of uh, pounds of chemical that was spilled and then subsequently burned. I mean, that would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there, I'm, I'm looking forward to them, like starting to blame Havana syndrome or something. Right. And that's like, unfortunately, I feel like that is the route that they're going to go. They're going to be like, Oh, that's just everyone, you know, people want to be sick or they, there's the hypochondriac, is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, these people are having coughs and runny noses. I have a cough and a runny nose now as well. Or a focused energy weapon from a Chinese satellite. <laughs> yeah, that is probably the weather balloon. Holy cow, is that is <laughs> the weather balloon that's causing these symptoms. Yeah, but it's um, getting pretty crazy out there. Uh, I'm personally very worried for the people that are still being told that it is completely safe uh, and then are continuing to stay because unfortunately not everyone knows that you can't trust everything that your government says to you but just going into this team it's pretty interesting they're part of the cdc's agency for toxic toxic substances and disease registry so that's that atsdr um, we talked about them in uh, other podcasts. So they had sent 15 people on this team to conduct an assessment of chemical exposure survey. Um, and during this time, this was crazy to me. They were. It's reported that they often worked 18-hour days going door-to-door asking residents a detailed set of questions about where they spent their time, in the days after the spill, and what symptoms they and their pets may have experienced. I don't know about you, Zach, but 18-hour days is just absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a lot. <laughs> More than a double shift. Um, Jesus. Yeah, but, but yeah, I just, for one, I'm like, okay, well, that, I feel like there's going to be some reporting issues there. I mean, if I'm overworked, you know, I don't do my best work. You might forget a step. You might forget a question to ask, whatever. Um, I just feel like that couldn't have been good for these people either. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. They were working in the areas, obviously, they expect to be most affected by the chemicals based on the proximity of the spill. And then also by two of the creeks, Leslie Run and Sulphur Run, which they are quoted saying have been heavily contaminated. So again, them saying the water and air are completely fine, but then they say how these creeks are heavily contaminated. I just don't. It's a very blurred line, I feel like, as to what is and what isn't safe. Like you said, the ATSDR, we've talked about it before. It's one of the agencies that I would say has, you know, 
at least some integrity um, when we talked about them related to glyphosate at least. And there's not like obviously not the same powers that be mm-hmm. um, trying to control a narrative here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like that that's it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of conclusions they come to, obviously. With workers working right. for the agency coming up sick. Um, and, you know, I mean, this is just kind of yeah, bad news. It seems like bad news, around. but it also seems, like you said earlier, I feel like they're going to try and cover it up because at this moment they're still saying that the air, the water is safe. Like you were saying, they have some early results, which I'll get into in a second. But I also wanted to mention, I thought this was interesting. So once the... CDC workers fell ill. They returned to their hotel, right? Uh, their hotel isn't in East Palestine, though. Their hotel is 30 miles away in the Cranberry Township of Pennsylvania. Huh. So in my head, I'm like, well, if it's so safe in East Palestine, why aren't you staying there? Wouldn't that be way easier to study the effects being in the town and you can go right out your door <laughs> instead of a 30 mile commute each day yeah yeah that's that, i mean it's telling <laughs> for sure uh right they're using at least some caution when you know all these announcements that the air is so safe and the water's safe you know kind of points to, the, right. to maybe the opposite of what their <laughs> actions would say and then the last thing I was going to mention just as a fact in this is that it's about half of the members of the team experience system or symptoms while the other half did not. So to me, again, that's pretty yeah. significant. That's half of your team you're sending to study. They're falling ill. That's not like one or two of the people felt nauseous, had a cough. Or and how like many that. were there coming from uh, the agency? Uh, 15. Yeah. I mean, that's, Yep. That's significant. Yeah. Seven people, seven or eight people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you went out on a job and half of the people came back with like injuries or, you know, illness, you'd be like, okay, what's yeah. happening? Oh, definitely. But yeah, let's get into these early results of the Ohio ACE survey. That's that assessment of chemical exposure survey I was telling you about. So they surveyed. More than half of the 514 residents uh, in those areas I talked about, so near the site and then near those two creeks. And so far, the top symptoms reported by the residents in the area are headaches, reported by 74% of people, anxiety, which was in 61% of the people, coughing, 53%, fatigue, 53%, pain, irritation, or burning of the skin, 50%. Stuffy nose, sinus congestion, 50%. So, again, that's... I can't help but see the correlation here that about 50% of the people surveyed had symptoms, just like 50% of the team had symptoms. It, it just, to me, it seems like, okay, so maybe some people have a little bit of a higher tolerance to this kind of thing. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> And it's definitely symptoms of, of like an irritant, right? Like a chemical sort of irritant. Um, exactly. Coughing, 
burning skin, sinus congestion, things like that. Uh, and then, you know, things that just go along with being sick, like anxiety, fatigue. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would, yeah, like 50% is definitely significant, right? Uh, <laughs> and probably not much of a coincidence that it's, you know, the same as it relates to the workers that are there, depending on how, you know, they're spread out between where people live and, mm-hmm. and where the people are working also, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, these are preliminary results, so they expect to share the rest of the results with us in early April when the final report reports will be released. Uh, and as of the 28th of March, they've conducted 1,002 ACE surveys for area residents and derailment responders. So very interested to see how these test results shake out. This is my favorite part of this whole article, Zach. It gets into the quotes by the higher-ups that are, uh, you know, heading up this train derailment. The first one I'm going to read to you, the EPA administrator, Michael Reagan, said, children and adults should not go near the creeks. As a father, I would not advise anybody, adult or child, play in the creeks or streams. What we've said is the drinking water has been tested and found safe. So... I feel like he's kind of helping, you know, actually show, yes, this water is contaminated. Um, Your drinking water, I don't know. I don't know if you should say it's safe, but maybe safe, maybe. (laughs) It's a very kind of contrary to, uh, you know, you can't play in streams, but I guess maybe all their water comes from, Groundwater, all their drinking water comes from the ground, but it's like I, that's that's a risk I wouldn't be willing to take for sure. Right, and to me too, I always wonder: Do these tests that we have test for what this is? I mean, vinyl chloride. Do you think that's a contaminant that they typically see in drinking water, and that they even test for? Um, my mind can't help but go to PFAS which we didn't really even have tests for until very recently. Yeah. Uh, So I just really am curious. I'm sure they have, I mean, obviously they can see the particulates that are in, um, like in the water, but can they specifically test for vinyl chloride and these other chemicals that are from the spill? Zach, I want to read a quote from the Norfolk Southern CEO, Alan Shaw. Can't wait. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. So Alan Shaw was asked whether or not he would live in East Palestine, given what he knows about the derailment. Can you guess what he said? Um, I think he probably said he would. He said, yes, sir. I mean, Uh, he was fine. And this was in testimony before the Senate's Environment and Public Works Committee on March 9th. I believe that the air is safe. I believe that the water is safe. There are hundreds of tests. There are millions of data points, and they all point to the same thing. I mean, he's just a liar, right? Like, <laughs> Not even so much about like the, <laughs> the, the, the testing and, and whatnot, even though... Um, but like the fact that he said he would live there, there's no way, even if there wasn't a train derailment, he would not live there. 
in eastbound right of all places. Would, he's a ceo of like a major transportation company probably could give couldn't give less of a shit about these people or this community regardless of of if he just fucked everything up yeah yeah i just was like well this is i don't know again it reminds me of the past i think of flint i think of them saying oh i'll drink the water i'll show you and they drink it out of a little coffee cup so you don't even know if it was the water yeah yeah. he's like yeah i'll live there it's fine but he's obviously not gonna live there we all know this but yeah i i just think these type this is what we typically see out of uh these environmental disasters, the CEOs, they like to show how nothing is awry. They're going to defend their company. They're going to defend their profits as much as they possibly can. While the EPA does nothing (laughs) to actually show that these tests, you know, the air is actually having problems. The water is having problems. It's just, I don't know. I I can't believe that we're still in this the state of things where they're allowed to just deny what is actually happening. Yeah. That the that we're not but like buckling down on this type of stuff. Um, I mean, with the dire situation that we're in. Yeah, yeah, and then luckily, you know, there's lawsuits kind of in the works already. It's going to take some time to, to find out what comes from them and, you know, what the damage really has been and will be in the future because this is going to go for a while. The effects of this are are going to last. Um, Absolutely. I, uh, in my opinion, you know, it's going to be hard for, for um, the words of the CEO... Alan Shaw to, you know, age gracefully. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I just wanted to end with then some words from, I don't know much else about the Ohio governor, but I enjoyed what he said and what he is announcing. Um, so the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, like I said, don't know anything else about his politics, but I enjoyed this. Uh-huh. While all the tests of the air and soil and the water have thus far shown repeatedly things are safe, fear, fear remains. Um, so that to me, he's at least like admitting there's some skepticism and some obvious fear amongst the people. People living there. Yeah, like acknowledging that like there's some sort of distrust at least. Right. Yeah. And I think that kind of... To me, like if I was a resident of East Palestine, I would feel at least validated that my governor is stepping up and saying, you know, we hear you. We hear your fears. We understand like why you're scared. Um, And I think he kind of really hit this home when he announced that there was going to be a temporary health assessment clinic, uh, which was operating out of a local church. It's expanding its services and now uh, becoming a permanent. Uh, health assessment clinic. Um, so this is really huge for, I would say, all the people affected in this train derailment. They're offering primary care, blood and urine testing, and physical exams. 
and they're going to treat anyone who needs it regardless of their ability to pay. So uh, that clinic is scheduled to open April 10th as well. So I think that's, to me, that's huge. I mean, that's what I would want. I would want to be able to, you know, go every week and see if make sure my body isn't taking in vinyl chloride and all these other chemicals, make sure I'm okay. If I have to stay in that region, otherwise I'd be hightailing it out of East Palestine. (laughs) But, um, I feel like that'll like with the, a survey was showing with the anxiety and over half of the people to me, that would limit my anxiety hugely. Just being able to go to the doctor, not having to worry about a huge bill at my doorstep just for trying to keep myself and my family safe. That does it for this microsode. Thank you, Nick, for bringing us this update on East Palestine. Uh, sure, there will be more in the future, um, but you know it is pretty shocking that the CDC team is, is coming up with these symptoms. So quickly, I mean, it's been, I guess, about a month since they started having symptoms, right? But they were only there for a couple days. So definitely something to keep our eye on. Appreciate everybody listening. Check out our social medias. They will be linked in the show notes. Anything else, Nick? I just thanks everyone for listening and catch you next time.